What's up, Steeler Nation? This is Rashad Coward here. This is to SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, part of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and what did I tell you last week? By picking up that second quarterback coach in David Corley, they were guaranteed to take a quarterback, and look what happened. They didn't have to move up. They didn't have to trade and lose any picks. They stayed pat at 20, and they had the pick of all the quarterbacks in the draft. Some of you guys might be surprised on who they took, but I am not. They took Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh's own. I don't think anybody was more excited than his fiance Amy at him being taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, he was quite emotional at the point when he was drafted, and that's always good to see because we know he's a competitor. Um, the crazy thing to this entire scenario is that Kenny Pickett was really the consensus number one quarterback at the end of the season. Every single draft uh, person was saying it. And then we got into the situation where we started looking at the minutia of these other quarterbacks. Some metrics came out for the pro days. Some metrics came out for the combine. Oh, Malik Willis, he's a, he's a really talented guy. He's going to go to the Steelers. But the Steelers had their chance to draft Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. And they went with the hometown guy. They didn't do it because he's still in the stadium. That's not the reason why they drafted him. They did it because the guy can play. And the guy was the best football player, quarterback-wise, last year in, in the FBS. And that the, the big thing was, as well, he took his team, Pittsburgh, in the ACC. Usually a, a conference dominated by Clemson. Took him to the championship. A lot of people want to poo-poo that from last year. That's a huge accomplishment. The ACC usually has a team playing in the final four each season. This year it didn't, obviously, but he won the division. And that's a big, big deal. And that's crazy. I I like the fact that I have to, and, and so Steeler Nation, we all have to sit here and we all have to welcome to the team, but not to the city, Kenny Pickett, Because this time the Steelers do not pass on a talented Miami quarterback in the first round. And they get to keep Mr. Pickett in the same stadium he played in college for the Pittsburgh Panthers. It's kind of a neat story, but the only knock on him, obviously, was his hand size. That was my knock on him. I, I beat it down a couple times on the episode, but I started coming back around to him. And let's just get this straight about... Kenny Pickett and his stats. Incredible stats, especially last year. 4,000 passing yards, 4,319. 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions and a passing rating of 165.3. Guy was on fire. 67% completion percentage, and he was throwing down the field. That's an incredibly high percentage for a guy that's throwing it all over the field. This guy was not a dink and dunk quarterback. This guy was not an RPO short yardage guy. This guy was going all over the field, down the field, pushing the seams, pushing the sideline, pushing the safeties back. So that's what I like about the guy. Now, 
he may not be as mobile. And we were all here, and the Steelers wanted a mobile quarterback. They wanted a mobile quarterback. No, it turns out they just wanted a quarterback, and they wanted a great quarterback. And it ended up being Kenny Pickett. A lot of you guys are saying, too, hey, Dan Marino has great stats, too. We all know he passed Dan Marino's stats, but a lot of guys last night when I was on the draft show, a lot of you guys are saying, oh, he, he, the only reason why he has better stats than Marino is because he played five years in Pittsburgh. You are dead wrong, Yenzers. I'll show you Dan Marino's stats. Dan Marino had 8,597 yards. Incredible passing yardage for the guy back in the day. 79 touchdowns. Incredible amount of touchdowns for the guy. Had a bad senior year, to tell you the truth, compared to his junior year. Junior year had 37 touchdowns. Senior year only had 17. But he had 69 interceptions. 69 intercept. He had more interceptions than touchdowns his senior season. 23 interceptions to 17 touchdowns. That is something that Kenny Pickett never even sniffed. Let's look at his total stats. 12,300 yards, 81 touchdowns, 32 interceptions. Half of the amount of interceptions than Marino. In one, in one more season. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. And if you take out his first year when he only had 500 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception, he still has one more touchdown than Dan Marino having 80 to his 79. And that was the incredible thing about Dan Marino was the amount of touchdowns he had in his college career back when everybody was staying all four years in college in the same school he ran it out too, but the Roonies might be in the back of their mind. Hey, we can't pass on another quarterback, but that's a, a consensus pick in the locker room too. It's not like that was Rooney's guy or that was Colbert's guy or that was Tomlin's guy. These guys have been arguing and talking, not arguing, but discussing quarterbacks the entire offseason. They had every single one of them in for a visit. Every single one of them they took out to dinner. Every single one of them they went to their pro day. They did their diligence, and they all came to the consensus that Pickett is their guy, and they got him. They absolutely got him. Now, there's no rush to start Kenny Pickett, obviously. We still have Mitch Trubisky. Hell, he can even stay behind him for up to two years, but Tomlin loves this guy's competitiveness the most. And he also loves his floor. He said he has the highest floor of any of these other quarterbacks in the draft. He's ready to compete now. So in my mind, that means that Kenny Pickett's going to have a chance to compete for a starting job this season. I don't see him beating out Trubisky this year. Doesn't have to, like I said. We've got Trubisky on the cheap pretty well. But if he does, hey, more power to us. We've got a good guy in Trubisky to learn from. Rudolph might be there as well to help and, and back up as well. Or I don't know if he's going to be upset now that we've taken two quarterbacks since we said he's going to be the starter. He's going to be our starter. Right now, he's the starter on the team. And since then, the Steelers have picked up Mitchell Trubisky, and now the Steelers have picked up Kenny Pickett. So I don't know how this is going to sit in the Mason-Rudolph household, but he's got a chance to compete as well. And I know the Pittsburgh Steelers are honest in that situation. They will give all three of these quarterbacks a chance to compete. Who do you think is going to be at Steeler Nation? You tell me. Make sure you tweet me at SN Striker. I want to hear about it. And that's the 
the last thing, and I want to know also how you feel about them taking Pickett over Willis. Was was this a smokescreen the whole way where the, the Steelers keep saying, yeah, we, for the first time ever that they're pointing at one quarterback. It seemed like Willis was their guy. And what happens when the draft comes? Pickett. Bam. Slap in the face. Everybody thought there was going to be Willis. So that's a, a nice smokescreen for once by the Steelers. Still knew they were going quarterback. Um, but the, the toughest thing, obviously, was the other players that went. And I'll get to that in one second. But at least by drafting Kenny Pickett in the first round, that means he is locked to the Steelers for five years. Not four, five. The Steelers want to pick up his fifth-year option. They've got him. And he's there. But the way the Steelers have been using that fifth-year option, it's essentially been like, we're going to tag you in this fifth-year option, but we're going to re-sign you to a new contract. Happened with Watt last year. Going to happen to Fitzpatrick this year. Neither of those players played on their fifth-year option. So now we have Kenny Pickett, another guy locked in, and quarterback is the toughest position. Give him a little bit extra time on the roster to develop into the guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers hope he can be, and that is their new franchise quarterback. Obviously, the guy I wanted was Jordan Davis. I thought, looking at the draft, the way it was going to fall, he was locked in to go to the Ravens to be their new Haloti Nada. Fortunately, the Saints jumped up ahead of them to grab Davis. But what did the Ravens do? They stuck to BPA, best player available, and they took my ultimate dream pick player in the draft in Hamilton out of Notre Dame, best safety in the draft. Then we hear they trade Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals, and they end up getting a first-rounder for the guy. That is absolutely insane. And they parlay that pick into the top center in the draft. They get Tyler Linderbaum, the guy out of Iowa, the guy in black and gold. So the Ravens had an incredible draft. Their top two picks, they got the best safety, arguably even the best player in the draft. A lot of them had NFL.com had Hamilton listed as their top rated prospect in the draft. Fell all the way into the Ravens' laps at 14 or 15, wherever they were picking. And then they turn around and get the top center in the draft. Two top positions in the draft in the first round. That's going to be tough for the Steelers to have to go up against those guys for the next four plus years. Cincinnati, the only other player, uh, the only other team they, they drafted last, they get Daxon Hill, the talented safety at the last pick, and they could use that help in their secondary to help them out. That was one of the only reasons why they didn't win that Super Bowl if they had a little extra secondary help. They could have shut down Max Stafford on another drive or two. They would have won that Super Bowl. Good pick for them as well. Real good pick. Sitting there last in the draft, getting a guy they want, a guy that can help them immediately. And, of course, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns for picking their nose for doing nothing. Congratulations, Brownies. No picks for you in the first round. You've got your quarterback under controversy. You've got additional controversy trying to figure out if you guys intentionally lost and may lose even more first-round draft picks from that. I would be all for that. Never have a first-round draft pick again, Cleveland. Good luck with the bed you have made because this is it for you. Absolutely it. Now, guys, who would I want? I said I wanted Davis. We went through that. We still have some good players here available in the second round. A guy like Sky Moore or a nice receiver is a guy I'd really like to pick up. 
Uh, Nicobe Dean made it to the second round. Um, Andrew B- Booth, another corner from Clemson. Great player. Uh, Brisker, the safety from Penn State, is the guy I would love to have in the second round. If we can find a way to get him, or even Petrie from uh, Baylor, great, great safeties to be had in the second round. We need a banger. We need a banger to play alongside our guy since Edmonds was only signed to a one-year contract. Heck, the starting spot isn't even locked into the guy. If we take a safety in the second round, we will have to see. Questions. Now it's time for questions from Steeler Nation, where we take our questions from the Steeler Nation football forum. It is free to join over at SteelerNation.com. Join it. Become part of the conversations today. The question today is from Slash Steel. What's the odds that you were interview the fifth round draft pick this year? I'd say pretty slim, especially since they don't have a fifth round pick, unless they trade into the fifth round for a guy. Love that trick question there, Slash. Uh, but all kidding aside, who is my final guy for pick 20? I tell you, I really wanted Davis. I really wanted Hamilton. But I did a mock draft with a bunch of podcasters from different teams. My guy sitting there was there when we picked, and that was McDuffie. I really like the cornerback McDuffie. And what happens the pick after us? Kansas City trades up to grab McDuffie. That talent was there. But Steelers said, we're going quarterback instead of cornerback. Yet again, they had a chance probably for their most elite drafted quarter cornerback they could have gotten talent-wise since Rod Woodson fell into their laps in the late 80s. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I understand why they chose Pickett. That is the direction. They needed a quarterback. With the passing of Haskins, unfortunately, that made the need all that much more. And that was the biggest need that I had for them on the roster, to tell you the truth, since they signed a strong safety. Uh, defensive line is still there, but they still have two guys in that slot with Alu-Alu and Adams backing up. So that's the way they went. Guys, thank you once again for joining us on the Steeler Nation podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Be sure to check them out over at tseshop.com. Check us out live on Tuesday at 7 o'clock on our vidcast and check out great Pittsburgh Steelers, great Pittsburgh sports content at dkpittsburghsports.com, at DKPS Podcasts for the Twitter. That is all of our great podcasts. Be sure to go and like and listen to all of them. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Follow Steeler Nation on Twitter at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SN Striker. Thank you for joining us for another great Steeler Nation podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the great DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!